healthy, plant-based, eco-friendly, organic, whole food movement. I think it is yeah. it is shifting our world in the right direction. Not that there's not a place for meats and dairy and other things, but I think we where we are going as a culture and a society. That's the that's the right side of history, if you will, in, in a way. And not that I intend to never have any of those things, but I think if that my lifestyle can be more there, with the other stuff as the extreme, as the exception. That I I like that. I, really I buy like into that. it. I buy and I believe in it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Nicolette Richet, and on today's show, we have Andrew Rosen. And I'm excited about this podcast because so many people across North America suffer from migraines, and they are debilitating. And for Andrew, he suffered from almost 30 migraines a month. And Andrew tried everything. He worked with the best of the best specialists. He looked into alternative healthcare and more. So you're going to learn about his story of how he used nutrification and detoxification, so food as medicine, to help him overcome his migraines and get off his medications. So Andrew, who is Andrew? Well, he is a very fascinating man because he is in the financial sector. He helps people uh, attain financial health, but beyond that, he also likes to help his clients attain happiness and health as well as financial wealth. Now, Andrew is the president of Diversified, uh, which is also Lifelong Advisors. And in his role as president, he sets the strategic direction, which focuses on providing his clients and employees with everything they need to achieve their goals and dreams. And this is what I appreciate so much about Andrew is that he's looking at the entire individual, not just one aspect of their life, such as financial health. And as a financial planner, Andrew forges lifelong relationships with his clients and coaches them through all stages of life, guiding them to achieve and meet all of their life goals. Now, in addition to being a golfer, Andrew is a father of three incredible children, and he's also married to a superhero. Jessica, his wife, because if anyone knows when it comes to using food as medicine to reverse a chronic condition, and in Andrew's case, chronic conditions that are debilitating 30 days of the month, well, you need somebody who's going to be your cheerleader, your advocate, somebody who's going to be extremely patient with you as you go through the healing, because you do go through healing crises. Um, they're called healing reactions. You need somebody who's going to make sure that when you don't feel like cooking, you have somebody cooking for you, making sure you stick to the program because there's no falling off the wagon when you are reversing a chronic disease and trying to get off meds or have a surgery canceled. And Jessica was that superhero in his life, otherwise known as a caretaker. Now, a lot of times we forget that the caretaker is under a lot of pressure because, you know, Jessica was still managing the household, the kids, and helping Andrew prepare all of his meals, his juices, 
um, and more. And also, again, like I said, being his major support person. And she just jumped in there. She read the books, she got the cookbooks, and she did it. She is truly the epitome of the kind of caretaker that everybody needs. And she did it in such a loving way and with a smile on her face. That's what I could see from my end. And it was just such a pleasure to work with her and Andrew because they really, they took the bull by the horns and they went and just full force went for it. And that's when you get results like Andrew did. So let's jump into the podcast where you can learn more about Andrew, his life and his healing journey of reversing his migraines and being able to achieve his health goals, which ultimately are part of his life goals. So join us in welcoming Andrew and we'll see you at the end. Hi everyone and welcome to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. I am your host Nicolette Richet and on today's show I am super excited to welcome Andrew Rosen to our podcast. Welcome Andrew. Thanks for having me Nicolette. So Andrew, you and I have an interesting story, um, you know, on the Eat Real to Heal podcast, I love having clients on the show. And a few months ago, it's probably about four months ago now, I was a guest on your podcast and um, a really great podcast, by the way, which we're going to put that in the show notes so people can uh, visit Andrew's um, incredible show. But I did not expect that you would jump on board and start doing this program. So let's talk a little bit uh, before we dive into that awesome story. What I'd really love to know is um, how you got into doing your podcast and why you started hosting that. Sure. So we decided we, we run a, I run a financial planning firm. We decided maybe a year ago, we were going to try to think bigger and have a bigger impact in our clients' lives. And thus we realized that wealth has many tentacles, which are wealth, health, and happiness to us. We believe that money drives these three things and, and vice versa, these three things drive money. And so what we started doing, what I started doing is interviewing people in one of these three designations, wealth experts, health experts, and happiness experts. You, of course, Nicolette, checked a couple of those boxes, which was always great. And, and so we wanted to, to get the message out to our clients more than just a financial planning firm as how can we also help them with their overall well-being. And I love that about, um, I just love everything about that because I think in this day and age, especially, you know, it's, it's okay to have a company and start a company, but when you're not thinking systemically about how your company sits in the greater, you know, um, complexity of society and, and what that means, then I think we're almost doing a disservice. You know, it's really just becomes a, a one, a two-way transaction. Like I'll give you this, you give me money. Whereas we all know that the clients that we serve, they are, they have complex issues happening. You know, some of them are going through divorces. Sure, they might be super rich and wealthy and, you know, at Lifelong Advisors, you know, you're managing their assets and their wealth. But at the same time, you know, you might have a bit of information that can serve them in so many ways. And, you know, I know for myself being an entrepreneur, we work ourselves to the bone. We are 
going, 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 going. We have a lot of stress. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are not healthy and are not happy. And so for your firm to go above and beyond and try and unite these three areas, I mean, it ultimately is going to do, your company is going to do much better, but you're going to be serving the greater community. And I mean, we're here on the planet, I think with limited time. And if we can be of service, I just think it is an awesome thing. So I just want to thank you for doing that. No, absolutely. Yeah. Especially because nobody is forcing you to do it. You don't have to do it. This is, you know, definitely taking up more time and, but in the long run, I think it's, it's better. And has it been better for your company since you started doing this or better for yourself? Yeah, both. Both. I think at the end of the day, I think it gives us more direction. It gives us a mission. It gives us a reason for being. And in doing so, it's real, right? I mean, people notice it. They, it comes across genuine because it is. And it's a passion of mine. So I, I love this stuff. And I love using my unique skills. We all have them, which is in the financial sphere to advocate for a more well-rounded, healthier, happier, wealthier individual. So for sure. Yeah. Another thing I like about it as well, too, is that, you know, we, I tend to hear a lot from, you know, clients, for example, they'll come to me and their, their health is really, really poor. And what happens is when their health is poor and then they don't have that happiness, often that they think that they're career is also not great. Like they're like, oh, I hate my job and I want to quit. And I feel like I should do something else. But then what happens is they get healthy and then they actually realize they love their career. It wasn't the career at all, right? It was their health and it was, which then led to the happiness, which then led to the wealth, you know, and, and you really can have your cake and eat it too. And so I think it's, you know, another thing that your company's done is, is just really shown that, you know what, maybe you don't need to tweak the thing to tweak the thing that you think is broken is actually look at the other areas and maybe fix those first. And then everything lines up. Go to the source. I mean, not, the, not the symptom. Exactly. Which I fully agree with. And is that a plant-based cake that you're having? A hundred, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> plant-based whole food, SOS free, you know, the kind of cake we eat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Check the notes later. You'll get a recipe to this plant-based cake that you can have yeah. and too. Yeah, eat the whole thing too. I love that. Um, so let's dive into your story a little bit. So you brought me on to talk about health. And I have a feeling when you brought me on, you had no idea that, you know, you had a sense of who I was for sure. But um, you know, I, I know afterwards you were like, hey, you know what? I, I suffer from these migraines. Do you think you can help me? And, you know, do you think it would work for me? And then that's kind of how our relationship got started And after that. But tell, tell us a little bit about the, your symptoms that you were suffering from at that time. Yeah. So December, 2018, I started having symptoms that I thought were a sinus infection. It was head pressure, dizziness, so on and so on and so forth, other symptoms along with that, but those were, and sound sensitivity, I think are really the three main ones that I started to have. A couple of weeks passed, check myself in the hospital. They do a full body scan, no issues that they can determine, except a small IQ, I guess they told me. <laughs> and short of that, they basically tell me I have a diagnosis of exclusion, which means they don't know what it is, and they're calling it vestibular migraines or complex migraines. So that started a 
unfortunately, very long journey through many different practitioners, both traditional and non-traditional. I've done everything from massages, acupuncture, biofeedback therapy to Botox, monthly shots, medicine for headaches, medicine for anxiety, medicine for anything that had whose side effect or second purpose of drug is to help with headaches. So I've been around this whole sphere. I've been on four or five diets and things work. They don't really haven't made a lot of headway. And then of course we met. So that's, that's what I was dealing with. And, and we're not talking the migraines that one would think where you once a month, you just have to lay down with a cold press on your head. We're talking every single day symptoms. So, so truthfully, I mean, I applied for some life insurance and for some business stuff and had a hard time even getting approved because they said, you're basically disabled is what they had told me because of now I've worked, still worked 50, 60 hours a week or whatever I was doing grinding. But from a medical practitioner standpoint, they, they didn't like where I was. I didn't like where I was. Yeah. And Cause you were course, suffering from like chronic headaches, migraines. Um, and, and how were you powering through that at work? Like how did you navigate that? Tape, <laughs> lots of duct tape. I mean, it was not easy. Leaned on others. Uh, it took a toll on my home life because some days I would power through and that's all I had left in the gas tank. And we could come home to three little kids that wonderful kids and amazing wife and I don't have much for them. I couldn't, I couldn't physically give them what they deserved. And so, hence why I've tried literally everything because I'm not a quitter by, by nature. And I refuse to let this define me, especially at this relatively young age. Yeah, because how old are you, Andrew? I just turned 40. Wow. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I'm in the club. And, you know, and this is the thing that happens is uh, the human body is incredible at allowing us to power through unscathed for the most part until we're about 35, 38, you know, and then all of a sudden biology is kind of like, you've had the kids, they're doing well we don't need you. And then, you know, the, the belief is that our bodies just start breaking down, which for a lot of people, it does, you know, they can go from being a vibrant 35 year old with barely, barely any symptoms to all of a sudden being 40 and like lots of body aches and pains and migraines and psoriasis and, you know, cancers and heart disease and everything. Um, so you didn't accept this though, as the end all be all like you, you know, you could have just gone to the doctors and said, okay, I'm going to keep taking the medications, but you decided to try, um, all these alternative therapies as well. And like, had you been doing acupuncture before and all these other things before, were you someone who is, oh oh yeah, I spent, uh, three, four, five months going to an acupuncturist twice a week. I spent, I would go to a massage therapist every week or two. I went to, are you familiar with biofeedback therapy? Yep. I know biofeedback. Yep. 
I tried explain, that. Explain to our audience what biofeedback is, because I know a lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah. And it can be incredibly like helpful for so many people. Yeah, it's, I mean, actually fascinating science. So essentially they, they hook a bunch of nodes, I guess you would call them, to your head and they do a brain study and, and they first see how your brain waves are moving compared to others your age, your sex, your, your you know, same demographic background. And so then they, they sort of map you against the healthy brain wavelength. And they say, okay, look, Andrew, these three areas are hyperactive. And what we need to do is train them to act normally. Mm-hmm. So how do you train a brain? Well, especially a low IQ one, like we talked about. <laughs> well, so what they do is, I think I went two days a week. They hook up a whole, I mean, you look like a science project. They hook up all these nodes to your head and you watch either a game or a movie on on a screen. What happens is your ability to succeed in the game or watch the movie cleanly. So they'll have bubbles or something that, that obstructs your ability to watch the movie. And when your brain is acting the way it should and not hyperactive in in a certain area, then the game, you proceed in the game and you do better or the movie continues play, continually plays unfiltered, if you will, or un, without any obstruction. And so the, the notion is it will train your brain, which can cause headaches and many a myriad of other things. It can train your brain to act appropriately mm-hmm. and function normally so that you don't have this issue moving forward. So I try that for months and months and months. And all these things had a had an initial help. None of these I think would be considered long-term solutions. And yes, yeah, that's biofeedback. I mean, a, a wild a wild thing. I mean, I'm I'm a human test medical test dummy, I guess. Yeah, and the problem in it is in our society, often when people you know have symptoms and the doctors don't know what's what's wrong with it, they often call it like idiopathic, or you called it exclusive. They called it no nope. uh, a a uh, diagnosis by exclusion. Right. Yeah, diagnosis. Right. So they don't know what's wrong with it. So then you know you're kind of left to you know, try and figure it out on your own or just take the medication or try experimental surgeries or try all of these. And so you're going through this and you're coming home and you're just spent and you have three little kids and a wife. And this is not like the typical man cold that a lot of, you know, women will often talk about. Like this is severe migraines day after day after day. And, and what were you thinking? Like, were you, you know, they hadn't found anything in the scans. And so what were you thinking for yourself? Like, I'm going to have to live the next, how many years of my life with this? Like that must've been scary. Oh, for sure. For sure. That, that was the notion that I'm going to be stuck as a disabled or partially functioning human being. And I didn't like that. I don't like that. Uh, it's not. It's not me. I'm. I. I wasn't the best version of myself, and we all have an inferiority complex to some degree. And especially at the time, I was 37, 38. I guess getting diagnosed with this, live forever, healthy individual, run a successful company. What could go wrong? 
and this hits you. In a lot of regards, you almost wish you had a different disorder. I wish I broke something and you tell me how long to fix it. You know, you, a lot of these diseases, even the real bad ones, which of course you don't want, there's, you know how to attack it. You know what works, what doesn't. And they go attack it. This not only is it a diagnosis by exclusion, it's treatment by exclusion. So it's, it's, we try this and that and this and that. And if that doesn't work, we try this and that and that and this, right? And that's, that's the whole process. You go to these doctors, each one more frustrating after the next. And they're just throwing stuff at you. And then, then you have the side effects of all these things, which, which now it becomes your, your own advocate, you're your own doctor, and you don't know which way's up. Quite, quite honestly, I mean, it's very discouraging. You try medication and you're feeling better, then you're starting to feel worse. And you read the, you read the side effects online and it says, oh, side effects, headaches, dizziness. You're thinking, wait a second, this is what I'm struggling from. Why am I taking medications where the side effects are exactly what? And so now what's causing it? It's very confusing. It's very, it's still, even as I'm trying to actually see the other side of this, it's still confusing today. Of yeah, of course. And the thing is, is that, you know, tomorrow it could be something else. And then all of a sudden you're kind of, you know, it's a different diagnosis, different anything. And then you're back in the same boat again. And it is, um, yeah, I, I'm fortunate I haven't had to be there. I definitely have burnt myself out and and the doctors have been like, okay, if you don't change your lifestyle now, you're headed in a really bad direction. But that was only because I knew enough about health to probably go get tested at the time, um, which I think a lot of other people might've waited years and years and years when it was like, and now a disease is actually set in. Did any of these doctors at any point like ask you like, Hey, how are you sleeping and eating? And how's your, you know, are you drinking enough? How's the stress levels? Would well, they check in on that or? Yeah, yeah to a degree, various yeah. levels. I tried a headache specific diet at one point, mm-hmm. which is again, goofy what you can and cannot have. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been through more diets than I, I'd like to imagine. And none of them for diet purposes, yeah. right? Not, none of them for traditional diet purposes of, I want to lose weight. That was, it happened to be a, a offshoot of it. I've lost plenty of weight, but that was never the, the, the purpose of it. Yeah. And you were a pretty healthy, like we'll say healthy, um, you know, fit guy, like you're working out at the gym and you, were you running? I think you were running. Yeah. I was working out five, six days a week, still do could have eaten healthier. I mean, I don't have a sweet tooth. I was probably, let's be honest, 15 pounds overweight. Which isn't, isn't very much. Yeah. It's not terrible, but yeah. my optimal weight was probably 15 ish pounds over that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like pizza. So I'd have pizza a couple of times here or there. Right. But it, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say I lived a, terribly unhealthy lifestyle. No, you weren't eating fast food every single day. And yeah, no. Um, So 
here you are, you're coming home, you have these migraines, you are trying everything, you're taking the medications that cause the side effects you're trying to get rid of. Um, and then we do this podcast and then what, what you've already tried so many diets, like what made you want to do this with me? Who said I wanted to do it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I, I, our podcast left me very inspired and I was desperate and I believe in the science. I'm not as extreme as of an individual on dieting as, as I would say you would be, but your, your concept isn't to look is to go extreme to flesh out all this stuff. And then, live a healthier version of yourself, whatever that means. And of course, there's things that are scientifically proven to be better or worse. But there also, for me, has to be a, a level of lifestyle that I know I can sustain or yeah. I'll, I'll go off the wagon, as they say. Yeah. Our talk left me inspired. I was desperate. And it, it really made sense in my head that my body is my temple and what you put in it is the fuel. And if I'm not treating it correctly, I'm not giving it the appropriate, I mean, it can't breathe. It doesn't have the appropriate ability to run optimally. And also I saw it as a last resort in this realm in the sense that the diet, especially the first couple of months, is extremely limiting and extremely tough, extremely healthy. And if that diet did not work or help, then diet is not my answer. I have exactly. to go explore elsewhere. So in a way, it was diet by exclusion. Right. This is the bare bones, no salt, whole foods, all plants. Like there was not a bad thing that went in my body for three months. And so I looked at it and said, all right, let's, let's go all the, all the way in here, both feet in the water. And so I can do my own analysis. I can see how I feel. And yeah. if this is the best version of myself. And if it does help my symptoms. I love that because um, what we know is when people have these illnesses that they can't solve or they're life-threatening or whatever it is, the people who get results are often the people who take their health into their own hands. And that's exactly what you did. And I love your, like, I love how you rationalized it as well. You're like, okay, what if I went to the extreme, extreme, extreme of all diets and tried that? Because a lot of people like to tinker. They're like, I'm going to try keto. I'm going to try paleo. I'm going to try even plant-based keto. I'm going to try um, the master cleanse, which is just, you know, that's a diet. Technically it's lemon juice and maple syrup. And, um, you know, and, and so they'll try all of these different things, all of these different cleanses. And I think it's great to do them because if you're not getting results in one area, you do have to, you have to try something else or what do you do? You just give up right? What do you, right. are you going to give up? Um, 
I guess that's an option, but you know, you weren't ready to give up, but I like your thinking is that you're like, okay, well, if I did only put the cleanest things in my body, there's nothing else left to eliminate or put in. Then if that doesn't work, then diet is not the answer. So then I imagine what you would do after that is say, okay, well, let's look at something else. Right. And, and let's look at the extreme of something else. So I do love that. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're, there's nothing unsafe about what you're doing. You're, you're eating tons of fruits and vegetables and grains came into it and um, all of these other things. And so, you know, a lot of, I have people who ask me like, well, is it safe to eat that many vegetables? You know, but you're just like, okay, we're going to go for it. So um, we're going to talk about a little bit more about what it is that you actually did. So people understand. Um, And one thing that I want to really, really um, help people understand here is like anytime I do a session with a client, which is what we did, I said, okay, let's book a session, Andrew, you need to understand what you're about to dive into. And I said, but we need to have your partner there, Jessica there as well, because it's important to have the family involved because you're going to need the support and support is a really big thing. Would you say when doing this, like, do you think you could have done this on your own? No, no chance. Yeah, no chance. Yeah, not, especially not to the level I did it. I mean, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Admittedly, this was not a easy diet to keep to, to maintain. I mean, there's a lot to. There's a lot of shopping. There's a lot of prep. There's a lot. I mean, your juice. I mean, there's simply a lot. And uh, at least me. I think people could do it alone if they had the time. I don't have that much time in my day, unfortunately. And so I don't know how I could have done it without my wonderful wife involved. Yeah, she was, Jessica was amazing. And um, the one thing that I loved is that she was like, okay, then like, I'm just going to go buy the cookbooks. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to get inspired. I'm going to, you know, she really took over and which is so important for people to understand. So just for the people who are listening, you know, I teach the Gerson therapy and I teach a, a scaled down version of it, which is called the Eat Real to Heal program. But it's still the same at the end of the day. You're still, you know, there's no processed refined foods. There's no um, salt, sodium salt. There's, you know, no refined oils. So you do have to learn all the cooking techniques. Um, You know, there's no refined sugar. So if you want to have pancakes, you're going to mill your own flour from the whole grain before you make the pancakes. You know, so a lot of times we just don't even bother with pancakes. You don't have pancakes. No, you just don't. No, technically you could have cinnamon buns if you're willing to mill the grain. Um, Yeah. And so, but you got, you did start to get creative there at the end too, with a few things. So we'll share that. Um, So I love that Jessica was so supportive because it's important. And I have coached so many clients where their partners are not supportive and the number one thing you have to do before you engage in this is make sure you have the support. And for other clients who are single and living alone, sometimes we'll put a job posting out there and get somebody to come in like for four hours a day and do the cooking and the juicing and everything like that. Cause there's a lot of moving parts. And ultimately you do need to take the time to do the liver detox and to make sure you're like, you know, taking the additional supplement nutrients there that you can't get through food. So having that support is amazing. So I just have to say kudos to Jessica. You are amazing um and you could teach a course just on how to be an incredible support for people yes but she's not for hire no she's not 
Yeah, she is. No, she was really wonderful and and so positive and lovely the whole entire time from my perspective, what I could see as well. Um, and so tell me what this what it was like for you to dive into this, knowing that I mean, we were in the middle of COVID. Were you going to the office at this time? No. So environmentally, it was probably the perfect time to try this because it is limiting, because it is a difficult diet to maintain. And I, and in a normal non-COVID time, I do a lot of entertaining and meals out. And this would have been a real challenge for me in my line of work, my lifestyle. Not only that, our friend gatherings was always meal and alcohol revolved. Let's go to a restaurant and bring a pot of wine. I come over for dinner and we'll have some bourbon. And so really couldn't have asked for a, sadly, a better environment to do something like this. Yeah. And having gone through it, I mean, I bet you can see how most people don't go to this extreme until they've kind of exhausted all the other means when they're like, okay, I've tried everything else and nothing's working. And then they're like, okay, fine, I'll give this a shot. But having gone through it, you know, and, and let's talk about, well, have, let's just, I'll finish on that thought. Having gone through it though, you know, I really wish people wouldn't have to wait till they got that far down the road with their poor health before doing it. If they can incorporate this, even 50% is their, is their lifestyle and their diet and, and way of living, we probably wouldn't see these. Well, the science shows that we wouldn't see a lot of these chronic illnesses that we're faced with. Um, so, so let's talk about what happened when you got started. So we first, you had to learn how to cook, right? How to cook. Yep. The we had cooking to know techniques. the foods to have and not have. Yep. Buy some foundational stuff from, from, uh, I guess, vitamins and supplements to juicing and pots and pans and things of that nature. So there's some foundational stuff to acquire so that I can do this. And then it, the, you, you walked me through the education lesson and were very extremely helpful because great, we had a, this onboarding couple hour thing, but then there's questions every day that come up that I would yeah. email you, we'd have our weekly chats to help inform me. You, I think you did a nice job, Nicolette, of teaching a man to fish, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Which is you help you. me educate and understand and support so that we can, because this is a lifestyle yeah. at the end of the day, this, this, and so you can't be in thousands of people's kitchens every day, week, or month. But so that was really important to us. And then it was get used, get used to it. So get used yeah. to this this new extreme eat real to heal diet for the outcome we want. I wanted. Yeah, and you know, and I love the word the way that you use uh, the word extreme because it is like for me it's not extreme, but 
I came into it over many, many years slowly. Like I remember when I first started learning about this, I was like, oh, okay, organic food is important. So I switched to organic food, but it was organic meats and chicken and eggs and, you know, dairy back way, way, way back then, like probably 20 years ago. And, you know, but then slowly I'd be like, oh, dairy, let like move that out. And then it was like the meat moved that out. And then it was the like the oil was probably the last thing to go because there's so much research that is controversial and I'm very research-based. And so then eventually it was oil. So I made this leap over 20 years you made this leap over basically like three hours oh and i'll I'll compound it not only that you want to know the diet i was on the day before we started what was it keto so it it literally couldn't be the the more polar opposite i would talk to friends because i you know i'm like the 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 joke of the the group because every day i'm it seems like i'm trying something new and they're saying, wait a second. So you went from a all meat and cheese diet to no meats or cheeses and all pl- and all plants and fruit and fruit diet and no fruits, right? So basically ketos, no fruits, all cheeses, all meats, game over. Then then I start talking to you, and now I'm fruits, vegetables, no no meats, no dairy. I'm like, oh my oh, god, my body doesn't know what way, which way is up. Oh my, I totally forgot about that actually that you had mentioned you had been on keto and I thought it had been like keto a long time ago. I didn't realize it was literally the day before. You are hel- before. you are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, but you know what? I love, this is so, I think this is brilliant because um, we can switch. We can, we can pivot and we can try new things. And the thing is, is that you get results so fast that, you know, and in your case, migraines are a little bit trickier because we weren't even sure. Like I was like, I don't know. Andrew, I can't guarantee that this is going to work because what if it is a structural thing? Like we talked about you going to a chiropractor. We talked about having your inner ear crystals, you know, like looked at to see if there was an issue there. We talked about a lot of things that could be structural. I mean, we didn't even get into like the emotional side with some clients. I do get into the emotional mental side with them, but um, you know, you, you, I didn't feel, you know, there was a need to go there right away. And we want to see if the diet uh, would work, but it is an extreme, like the way you described that moving from keto to this, that is like, couldn't be more extreme for sure. So, um, so when you switched to this, like, did Jessica start eating like this as well? Or, and did the kids start, what did they end up doing? Uh, I would say kids ate healthier, but not this. Mm-hmm. Jess would go half in half out, if you will. I mean, she would end up eating a lot of my meals, but then some of the kids' meals. So it led to a healthier overall lifestyle for all of us. But I was the one that was fully engaged. Yeah. And you were fully engaged. Like it was really amazing to see you do this. And, you know, my favorite type of client who's like, okay, just tell me what to do. Tell me why I'm doing it and I'll get it done. Um, and you were amazing. Cause I give that option to all of my clients. I say, Hey, you can call me once a week and we can go in and talk about whatever you need to talk to. And not all my clients do that. They wait like months before, but, and I'm like, but I'm offering this to you. It's included like in our session, original session that you can follow up, no extra charge. And the reason I do that is because um, 
everybody's going to need something different. Like you might need a swift kick in the ass or you never seem to need that. Like you really stuck to it. And I was impressed by that. Um, but other people, you need to talk to different aspects. Maybe it's the science, maybe it's how to do it. Maybe it's how to make it easier or cheaper or whatever. And, and we problem solve through that. But I love that you followed up every week because I think that that was one of the reasons for your success as well, for sure. Yeah. And it was, it was, it took, it took a village. So thank you for your help. Yeah. And yeah, I always say like, I'm, I just said it on another podcast I did earlier. I was just like, I'm always like amazed by the human capacity to want to get results and want to test something and want to just do it because a lot of people would have given up actually. Um, I've worked with thousands of people in a who wouldn't have gotten started, wouldn't even have tried it because they would be like, that's too hard. I'm not, I'm going to try something else. Um, and so they clearly haven't hit the rock bottom yet. And then, or other people who are just like, I'll kind of half-ass it, not really do it, but you were right in there, like doing it, even though I know one of the major questions that came up every week, you're like, so how long am I going to do this? When am I going to transition back to like other foods? And that was, uh, I loved your, I loved it because you were persistent with that. <laughs> yeah. And you were consistent with, yes. with your tough love. Yeah. 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 It's um, yeah. Consistency is the key on this one. So let's talk about, so you started doing it and for everybody who's listening, know that there's four aspects to this. There's the food, there's the juicing, then there is the additional nutrients in the supplement form because you can't get everything through the food that you're eating. Um, and then of course, there's a liver detox um, that you did. And so so when did you, as you implemented all of these, like when did you start to notice changes and what were those changes? So I think it started off with first week or two were tough. I'd say that, it, that was just persevering through. And then I started losing a lot of weight because I, I, I had a couple pounds to lose. I started having more energy. And I would tell you the thing I noticed most is less bloating in general. I can always tell when my rings are loose or tight, you, you know, and I noticed that I was never bloated which was a nice feeling. And then slowly and surely, I, I, I would say my symptoms were, were always in a, in a band, if you will. I noticed that band coming down in intensity and intensity for the, for the couple of months that we were engaged. And that, I'd say, and I think you even mentioned it when we started, first month or so, I noticed shift a and then a plateau probably for a month or two from a symptom standpoint I mean, the rest of me was was doing well and then i would say around that three month mark i noticed a second plateau or or, or drop where now my symptoms have been much more manageable it's a much smaller band and i still got some ways to go Although I, I'm at a point now where I, I'm trying to find my balanced diet, my sustainable diet, yeah. which is plant-based. Yeah. And that's a huge, like, that's a massive leap to go towards. And, and I know because that was one of the things that we talked about a lot when you're like, okay, 
when COVID lifts and I go back to work and I'm going to be socializing and friends can come over, you know, what does my lifestyle look like then? Cause you get, you didn't drink alcohol during that time. Nope. Yeah, no alcohol. Um, you didn't have any meat during that time. Um, you, there was no processed foods or refined foods during that time. And so that was what we spent the last month really working around. It's like, okay, well, how can you still have some of those things, but in a healthier way? And yeah. I know that you tried having the sushi. <laughs> yep, we which... did veggie sushi, which actually was excellent. Um, my wife did a great job. You, you know, here's the thing that, that, so one is the first three months are tough. And what I kept pushing back on on you, Nicolette, is where do we land? Yeah. And which is different for everyone, because I, I truly believe it's got to be something that you can sustain. And actually, I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was one of the aha moments for where I land, who went through a similar type of thing. He did on his own, but had similar symptoms, went through a healthy, vegan, plant-based, not even as extreme as I did and found that after three months he had really felt better and after six months he really was cooking he told me think plant-based so what what plant-based is not to me at least in my definition is vegan it is not you will never have a slice of pizza ever again for the rest of your life you'll never have my wife's home cooked bread with and hollow with with butter. It, it's none of that. It's the core of my diet. The base of my diet will be plant centric or plant based. And then my cheat days, which aren't daily, but once twice a week type of thing, or my cheat meals, if you will, I'll I'll be more flexible. I'll allow these things in one so that I don't go crazy. And two, so that I have, I can sustain this. And, and I envision that this will continually, the dial will continually get fine-tuned. I can tell when I have a bad weekend, I don't feel great or I feel bloated and I feel terrible. And it makes me want to go hard back on the, on the wagon the following week. But at least it gives me that that those moments, those meals that I can look forward to and I can say, okay, let's, let's get back and do what I have to and make it a lifestyle, which was key to me. I have to find a way to make this mine. And so plant-based to me was the answer. And because I've seen the health benefits, I like the health benefits. And I want to continue down this path so I can live the best version of myself, which I do believe is at, at the core of plant-based diet. I really do. And I can't believe I said that. I love it. I Well, you know, I love that. Um, no, and I can believe that you said it though, because of the fact that, you know, to go from having all of these migraines and then having that intensity drop and you were on, so you had done Botox's treatment and then you were on two other medications as well, weren't you? I was on Botox and yeah, I think two, yep. I was on a pill and a shot. Yeah. And are you taking, yeah. what are you on now? So now I've, I went from 20 milligrams of the pill to five milligrams. Right. So almost completely off. 
and I went from two shots a day, or I'm sorry, not a day, a, a, a month. month to one. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I've weaned down. I, I, I want to do all these things in lockstep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love that, that you wanted to do that too. Cause some people are like, I just want off all the meds and I'm going to quit them today. And that's not the answer also, because you, a, for a lot of drugs, you have to wean off them safely and it takes time. Right. It, and for sure. yeah. And for, um, and also, you know, you have to be, if you're going to just jump off them, then, you know, sometimes the repercussions of doing that are actually more extreme. It's not safe to do that. And so, you know, we never get our clients to, um, completely just stop taking their medications. It's right. a gradual step. I mean, if they're on insulin, that'll be dictated by your glucose sure. monitor. In your case, it's a little bit different, right? Because going, you know, twice a month for a shot, um, you know, it's like you have to see. And then of course, the good thing is you can always like, if the symptoms were to return, you can go back and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to get the shot today or whenever you can get that next appointment but people like it's not an either or thing i just want people to know that it's that we want to really see that the diet is making a difference and changing things and then weaning off slowly um and for some illnesses it can take six months to get results whereas for diabetes and heart disease like we're talking about weeks to like maybe max a couple months but something like migraines it's tough because there could be so many um, you know, potential underlying factors around it. And we want to make sure we're doing it safely. Yeah. And my goal is not to be on medicines. I don't like the yeah. feeling of it. I don't like be relying on it. It's not how I want to be with my life. Yeah. And especially for something like this, I mean, diabetes, I get it. It can be a genetic predisposition and you need outside influence to keep you regulated. Yeah. Yeah. It's particularly type yeah, exactly. Particularly in type one diabetes as well, for sure. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about the aspects that you did like about the program. I want to talk about that. I thought, okay, ready, set. Yes. Do I have like 12 seconds? <laughs> 12 seconds, one second. <laughs> uh, well, so I liked, I liked how I felt. I like that I'm exploring a healthier, I like the outcomes of it, quite frankly. I like that I'm living a more sustainable diet. I, I like that I'm aware of what I'm putting in my body. Mm. I like the feeling I have with it. I I was one of those guys, I, I would tell people in one day I had more vegetables than I probably have had all last year on this diet. <laughs> and that, that probably wasn't a, a joke, right? I, I have a big piece of meat, a big starch, and I'd, I had like three bites of broccoli and I shove it in real quick in between bites. So I, so I knew I got my, my vegetables in. And now I don't feel that way. Now I don't mind having lunch that's just vegetables. It doesn't that's bother me. Uh, and, and so I, I like that. I like, I like the movement, quite frankly. I do. I, You're talking about bowel movements? What kind of movement? No, <laughs> no, plenty of them. Uh, no, I like the plant-based, eco-friendly, organic, whole food movement. I think it is yeah. it is shifting our world in the right direction. Not that there's not a place for meats and dairy and other things, but I think we where we are going as a culture and a society 
that's the that's the right side of history, if you will, mm. in, in a way. And not that I intend to never have any of those things, but I think if that my lifestyle can be more there, with the other stuff as the extreme, as the exception, mm-hmm. that I I like that. I, really I buy like into that. it. I buy and I believe in it. And I love that because that's how I got into this work because I was in the environmental sector before trying to get people to pay attention to the environment and wanting to do things for the environment. But, you know, people were like, "Eh," you know, they'll do it. They'll get their sustainable, reusable mug, but then they'll get the new one in fashion in a month from now. You know, like it wasn't wholesome, complete, well thought out and systemic. Whereas once I started teaching food as medicine, all of a sudden people were switching to their plant-based diet. They were starting to understand the relationship between their body and their environment and the planet. And then all of a sudden they were taking actions that were making even bigger changes. Like food production is, food production, especially meat and dairy production is probably, is one of the biggest contributors to climate change. By even just getting rid of meat one day a week or one meal a week, or even if you could eat like meat one day a week, like you are doing profound service for the environment, for our water, for our air, for our soil, for the planet, for climate change. So I just love that you said that because when I asked the question, what did you like about it? A lot of people will be like, oh, I love the juices. Or they'll be like, you know, so yours was very like just beautiful, deep, heart-centric, philosophical, um, a really beautiful, socially just answer. Um, but let's talk about the therapy now. Like what, what of the four things of the therapy did you like the most like eating vegetables is a good one for sure yeah i mean the juice certainly the juices i mean if we want to talk about a high the juices i love my fresh squeezed orange juice in the morning and my i did i and i like the fact that i was getting a lot of vegetable nutrients without the painstaking process to get a lot of the nutrients quite frankly i mean it I would see what I would put in one juice and I was think I think, gosh, what am I gonna eat a two whole raw carrots and an apple? Like exactly. That's exhausting. Or I, I put in a glass and it's done in in 60 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. And those additional nutrients from the juice are so important. And often people are like, oh, juicing is, you know, doing a juice cleanse, not I'm not in favor of that. But when you eat three amazing meals a day and then you add juice to that, it's just like an IV transfusion of nutrients into your bloodstream. The fiber's not there. You can take in more nutrients. You don't have to chew it. You don't have to affect the digestion. It's it's awesome. Yeah. And you got me on to what I my my big indulgence was the frozen banana strawberry uh like i don't know what you would even call it uh, like sorbet ice cream or something yeah like an ice cream ish thing i mean that was i'm not even an ice cream guy nor is this ice cream but it was just frozen fruits you know grinded into a into a ice cream like texture it was fantastic Yeah. And so good to give to the kids too. Like, you know, everybody's giving their kids a sugary, dairy rich ice creams and the kids like don't care. They just love eating things that are cold and with a spoon that looks like ice cream and, you know, and they're getting all these incredible nutrients that are just like so delicious. And you could do it with anything, like add some lime juice and a bit of basil and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some strawberries and you have an amazing sorbet. Um, I love all, yeah, I love all of these different aspects that you're talking about, especially like 
from going to that extreme. And I also love this other point that you said too, is when we, you know, eating this way, and then all of a sudden you look at your life and the, and the extreme way of eating should be that refined processed food. Like when you just do that every once in a while, right. you know, that's your, like your cheat days or whatever it is. Um, you know, that's a really good way of looking at it. Cause it's true. Like a lot of people, when you learn about this therapy and the Eat Real to Heal program, they think that's extreme, but it's, it's the way we eat now is standard American diet has really been extreme for the last couple hundred years. Prior to that, pretty much every human on the planet ate from a farm and ate this way. Yeah, you got me onto the blue zones stuff. I even interviewed one of the one of the guys from there and for sure the stuff to it. Oh, that's amazing. Who did you interview? Did you interview Dan Butner? Uh, Nick, Nick Butner. Oh, you did. Awesome. Yeah. Cool yeah. guy. Yeah, very, very cool guy. Good for you for interviewing him and bringing him on the show. I'm going to have to listen to it. We'll put that show in the um, show notes as well. And so for moving forward then, what um, what does life look like for you now moving forward or when COVID hits? Like, do you have some, because has the, have the restrictions lifted where you are? Uh, to some degree. I mean, a lot of us are vaccinated here. So especially over the next couple of months, I think you'll you'll really see that even going a step further where people are going to restaurants. I've been to a restaurant indoors for the first time in a year, still safely in distance, but so, uh, I mean, lifestyle wise, I hope that most of it returns. I hope that, and I intend from a eating standpoint that, this stays and that I can maintain my discipline as life opens up. I mean, it certainly is harder when you are at a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, just is there's healthier ways to still order, which I try to do low salt, no added this, that, or the other, but it's difficult. It, it, it certainly has its challenges. I'll, I'll gravitate sometimes to restaurants. I know are healthier. If I'm meeting up with someone like, Oh, let's try, this farm to table one that has a lot of vegan options versus this other one. And, and, and look, I, I will and have had a, some wine again. And, and so everything in moderation to a degree. And I think if I can find that, that balance once restrictions lift where I'm comfortable with my health and how I feel, you know, and I don't go I intend to go back to my old way of life. Yeah, that's amazing, Andrew. And, you know, and I also love what you said about um, just going into restaurants and asking for things to be a little bit different. Cause I know when we first started, you're like, how am I going to go into a restaurant? Like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know what, I need to change this recipe and do all of that. But I saw that slowly shift in you. And we had talked about that as well is that, you know, we need definitely more humans on the planet, like you and your friend who went plant-based for his own health issues and people who can stand up there and be like, no, actually, this is the way we should all be eating. So like, let me be the leader and stand up and ask for these things and show that it can be done. And I saw, and I loved watching that shift and the confidence grow in that area. And I mean, the proof is going to be in the, 
plant-based whole food pudding when you get out there in the world and you're working every day and you're having meetings with clients and you know but it does it takes courage to be able to ask for these things especially when we have such few restaurants still more and more are popping up that are serving food like this but we definitely need way more restaurants out there yeah and I think we'll continually say it. I, as I stated earlier, I believe this is the right side of history. And I yeah. think that you, where I live isn't Southern California where yeah. every, every corner is a vegan health food place. But they're popping up here in the Northeast and they're popping up, I, I think, everywhere as... The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. And even with those, a lot of the vegan places, like I've been to California when I go to teach or when I'm there for conferences and, you know, you'll walk into a place and it'll appear like there's lots of vegetables everywhere and there are, but then all of a sudden they're smothered in salt and smothered in oil. And I love that you're so discerning now uh, about this because you will be able to go and tell the difference between a healthy plant-based whole food restaurant uh, or, or plant-based or vegan restaurant or vegetarian restaurant versus a place that is still living by the old principles where they, you know, they take the amazing vegetables and fruits and then all of a sudden denature them in a way to like to try and appease people's addictions to salt and oil and, and sugar. Um, so there is that discerning factor that still needs to be in place, which, I mean, you clearly have that because you did do such an extreme um, therapy, you know, to, to heal yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's a great learning experience for sure. Yeah. Life and, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are some tips that you want to leave with people who are hearing this for the first time? Maybe they've never even thought about using food as medicine. What, what advice do you want to give them? It, it's real. I think the, the best thing I heard you you said which is and it resonated with me through all this which is if i took a bag of crushed up doritos and fed it to a plant you wouldn't expect that plant to thrive and i i believe that same notion holds true here which is if you care about your body and we all know it i mean the problem is we know the right thing to do. You know you should go for a run every day or a walk or exercise 30, 45 minutes. You know you should probably meditate. You know you should read. You know you should mm -hmm. spend more time with your kids and less on your phone. Your health, your health is paramount to anything. Without your health, you can't help others. You can't live your best life. If you care about being, a, if you're a physician, you want to be your best physician. You're a father or mother. You want to be your best father or mother. You're a, business owner or employee, if you're not giving yourself the right fuel and setting yourself up for success, well, then you will run less optimally. You will put not premium gas in your tank and that's okay, but just know that there is a better version of yourself to be had and food is a great resource to, and the biggest resource to enable it. And so I'm a believer. I'm thankful that our paths crossed and I sing your praises. It's not easy though. It's yeah. change is not easy. Yeah. 
Change is not easy, but you, um, I think, really, really maneuvered through it in a way that I think you could, a lot of people can learn from how you did it because of the fact that A, you were not my typical client. She's like, okay, listen, I've watched all the documentaries. I've read all the books. I'm totally a believer. I'm going to like dive in like this. is. It's a lot easier to do when people are primed already with a lot of the science and the knowledge and, and, and knowing that it's a possibility for themselves. Whereas, you know, you were kind of like, I don't know, you know, and you're like, I'm going to give this a try. And so, and, and I wasn't sure, like, I was like, oh, is this guy going to stick to it? Is he going to do it? But you really did it. And you just, you just kept on asking the right questions. Okay. So what am I focusing on this week? What am I focusing on next week? What's this going to look like in three months? And you had that ability to sort of visualize every next step. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to do that. And, you know, some people come in and they're like, I'm going to do this for a year. And I like it that you just like, let's keep checking in. Let's just keep taking one step and putting one step yeah. in front of the other. That That's, was amazing to watch. And that was helpful for me, Nicolette, because if, and what I've told anyone after going through this that has asked me, regardless of what it is, especially when it, we're talking diets is, I, I believe the wrong outcome is to go into a diet saying, wait a second, you're telling me you're never going to have a slice of pizza for the rest of my life, or I'm never going to have a bowl of ice cream, or I'm never going to have a cheeseburger. You can't think that far. You can't think 10 steps ahead. This is not chess. It's there's a task at hand. Don't worry about three months, a week, 10 months for now. Deal with the what's one meal at a time. And what I found it was that was very helpful for me to say, let's not worry about my pizza intake for the rest of my life. Yeah. We'll get to that. Let's worry about the next meal, how I feel. And then we'll adjust and I'll reassess. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Very, very good tips for anybody who's listening out there. And I know, Andrew, you're a busy man and you probably have to get back to work, but I definitely want to follow up with you and see what life looks like after you've integrated into the world when COVID is fully shifted and lifted and any tips and tricks that you, you know, implement and learn along the way to help you, you know, just stick with this new lifestyle, um, make it easier, make it fun. You know, if Jessica has any amazing recipes that, you know, she introduces to you please save those and send them to us and we'd love to share them with everybody as well um i think you are a role model for so many people out there that um, you can engage in something that is extreme but then you can also see how it can also become your new normal as well um and just thank you for you know having faith in yourself and having uh faith in me and just giving this a shot so we can share this story with everybody and thank you, Nicolette, and to all your listeners and followers, definitely, definitely give this a try. Don't have to go all in, but be the best version of yourself. And I'm thankful our paths have crossed and you are now in my inner circle of friends. Andrew, I feel the same about you. I can't wait to connect again and say hi to Jessica for me and greetings to the kids as well. I, and I shall. Yeah, thank we'll you. For, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks everyone for being here and listening to this show. You know what to do. If Andrew's story inspired you, then go ahead and 
click share with this podcast and send it to a friend, a family member, someone you know that is suffering from a chronic condition, a lifestyle disease, an illness such as diabetes, heart disease, infertility, autoimmune disorders, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, you know, cancer. There are over there are hundreds of lifestyle chronic degenerative diseases. And it seems like every single year more names are given to these lifestyle conditions that are being created by the food that we eat, but that are being created by the lifestyle that we lead, that is stressful, that is overwhelming. We have too much on our plate. We're trying to do it all. We have the assault from the digital technology and all of these stressors on our body are contributing to essentially the breakdown of our body to our bodies not being able to live up to their true potential. And I know you would love to feel amazing. You would love to have unlimited energy so you can achieve all of the things that you want to do, whether it's going back to school or learning a new craft or, you know, being able to play with your kids at the playground or at the park or go hiking with them. I know that you want to have the energy to do everything that your heart desires. And so many of us are lacking that energy. And I'm here to tell you that you can get it back and more. And the way to do that, the path to that success is through your kitchen. It's through the food that you eat. It's through the food choices that you make. And really it's just letting go of what you've come to believe is true. You've come to believe the marketing through the food industries that are telling you that this packaged processed food is good for you and that it is nourishing and that it's whole wheat and it's organic and it's, you know, all the different names that they put on the boxes and the packaging to make you buy it. And unfortunately, your energy and the path to reversing your chronic condition is really only going to come from eating that plant strong whole foods that's unrefined, unprocessed, and you can have it in a multitude of different ways. You can have it cooked and raw and juiced and turned into smoothies. So many different ways, stewed and baked and steamed and water fried and so much more. And when you do this, you your taste buds are going to regrow in as little as three weeks and to the point where they just love and appreciate and crave the nutrients that are in this beautifully grown food. And from that point, your body will thank you by reversing the chronic condition, by giving you energy, by healing past injuries, and so much more. So if you want to learn more about how to use food as medicine and eat real to heal, you can sign up for our online course. All the details are below in the show notes. You can give us a call and set up a private consultation where I'll coach you and your family members because you're not doing this in isolation. You don't live in isolation. You don't live um, apart from your, from your friends and family and community. So having them involved in learning the art and science of using food as medicine is extremely important so that you're all doing it together so that there's no conflict at the Christmas table and the Thanksgiving table and the dinner table and the breakfast table so that you're all eating this way all the time and supporting each other so that you don't have to feel like it's one or the other. 
Instead, you can have your cake and eat it too, because everybody's going to be eating the same cake. So sign up for our courses and definitely head over to 22 Million Strong Training Team and sign up for our Facebook group. It's free. You get access to all my training and my nutrition plans that I'm using to fuel myself on a plant-based diet as I train to run and cycle across BC, British Columbia, Canada this summer and across Canada next year, all to raise awareness that food is medicine. Thanks for being here, everyone. Have an amazing day.